ranting. Welcome back to another episode of Pro-Am Disc Golf. I'm your host, Gavin Goodwin, your amateur. <laughs> and I'm Chris Telesbo, your professional. Jeez Louise. I don't think I even did that right. It's been I? too long. It's been a while. Uh, so, a little peek behind the curtain. I got a concussion and wasn't thinking clearly. And so, to prevent this from being disc golf ramble, which it already is, but even worse, <laughs> incoherent rambling... Uh, we, we took a little bit of time off and then we had some traveling. So, um, we're back though. Yeah. And I noticed somebody posted on Facebook about us not having an episode up. A and, couple people were sad. Yeah. So that was nice that, you know, people at least noticed that we weren't there. <laughs> I like that. The flattery. Well, I, I mean, just, it's nice that we're not t- just talking into an echo chamber. You know, I could yeah. do that a lot, but, <laughs> um, so what's new, Chris? Um, disc golf wise, the season has started. Yeah. The first NT is going on as we record. It'll be over by the time you hear this. Yeah. But Vegas 2019 open. season. Yeah. Las Vegas challenge. 2019 is here. Disc golf is happening. Uh, and it snowed in Vegas. So how come you did not do that one this year? Cause you went down last year, right? Yeah. I've played Vegas the last, oh, I don't know, four or five years. Maybe. Um, I am coaching a club volleyball team this year. Oh, and my girls played this weekend. Fair enough. So that's a guaranteed pay yeah yeah i mean i mean i miss it like it's good to see everybody and i do like oh, yeah. playing down there no but you kind of have a job now but yeah i took on a volleyball team this year so yeah. traveling won't start until summer when yeah. volleyball's over well that's okay yeah yeah i enjoy volleyball too i mean i'm i'm sad i'm not there but yeah i'm having fun here too uh disc golf wise for me since we last recorded is little to nothing um <laughs> i I was, so I, I slipped on some ice, got a nice concussion and spent about a week in just, my wife wouldn't let me like watch TV. She wouldn't like recovery mode. Yeah. Just lay down and sleep and try to let your brain heal, which is what you're supposed to That's do with the a right. concussion. Yeah. Um, but that definitely was not throwing discs. And I also, uh, did not want to go out and chomp through the ice and mud and risk falling again until yeah. I was feeling better. Yeah. So I haven't skied. I haven't disc golfed. I, I think I threw, uh, I took my drivers because I thought I was feeling good enough to go play. Mm-hmm. And I got out to the course and it was super muddy like three or four days ago. And I just thought, I don't want to go stomp through this mud. Yeah. Because I, I knew I was only going to play like a handful of holes anyway. So I did some field work just with my drivers and threw them one way and then back. And then that was enough, that's, but I could still field throw. Day. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's get, not a good field day, <laughs> but it's something. Honestly, if I take a stack of drivers and I throw them down and back, I'm tired. So I feel like, well, and you're, well, you throw for the, well, and yeah, if I'm taking drivers, it's distance work. Yeah. And so, you know, 20 and 20, that's a lot. And I'm tired. Yeah. But in other local disc golf news, that ace did get hit. Oh, that's right. Next yeah. Week. Uh, we had that big ace pot talk. Yeah. Congratulations, like Chad. Twenty four hundred bucks, I heard. Yep, five hundred for regular and nineteen hundred for uncapped. That's a it's a good payday. That's a decent yeah for two hours of throwing frisbees. I mean, that's. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but that's a better payout than a lot of high profile tournaments. Correct? Yeah, twenty four hundred is probably fourth place in Vegas. Yeah, something like that. I'm guessing. I don't know. Yeah. But top top few. So and he I might he was a local, right? Yeah, Nudga. So yeah. twenty Lo- minutes. Local from here. enough. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Nice. I watched it happen. He's in my group. They're always in my group. It's fine. It's I fun. don't think I've ever had anyone hit an ace when I've been playing with them. Ooh. I've never witnessed an ace or thrown one. Which I guess if I'd thrown one I'd should have witnessed <laughs> Inherently. It, yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. Not even a black ace. I have one black ace in my life. It was not not good. But oh, it, was it you? No. <clears throat> so uh, a few weeks ago, I went out playing and was just playing a solo round, and a dude was starting to ask me if I wanted to play with him. Uh, he's a guy who's living out of an RV and just traveling around, fun, uh, snowboarding and disc golfing that with his, like him and his dream. dog. Yeah. Well, and I told him I was like. Uh, I, I really like my life, which I've talked about on the show. I like having kids and a wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if things had gone differently for me, that would be pretty much ideal. 
Yeah. Uh, Ski bum. I dreamed about it as a kid. Yeah. You know what? That never seemed romantic to me. Oh, see, I, my whole life, like, and I'm, I'm, I'm someone who, skier. yes, like, used to do a hundred plus days a season. Wow. Uh, but being a ski bum never appealed to me, and maybe it's because I knew some of them growing up and just thought this is not what an adult should do. Yeah, you could have uh, could have been biased. Yeah. Because um, it sounded like a fun, fun time when I was a kid. It would be fun for. Well, and even like what this guy's doing, just getting an RV and living it, I think I would love to do that for like six weeks maybe. Okay. You know, at a time, at a stretch. Because I, I do like road trips. I do like being alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that appeals to me. But this dude, he, he'd he been out for, I think, three months and had no real end in sight. Was just mm-hmm. kind of quit his job, saved up, quit his job, and was doing this now. So, yeah. Kind of cool. Good on Nice you. guy. I honestly can't remember his name right now. Um, but he was telling me that he was in a tournament and uh, hit a black ace because it was just the basket was in front of the basket that he was going for. It was just in the middle of the fairway. Awkward. Yeah, awkward course, which Happens. we've all played courses like that. Absolutely. Uh, we've got some here mm-hmm. <laughs> that are that way. Um, so he hit it, hit the black ace, and the TD told him he had to take a drop and a penalty stroke. False. Yes, absolutely false. It's like even it's not, it's not even the two meter rule. No, you just you put your foot under the basket and you throw. Yeah, it's where it landed. Mm-hmm. And that, he wow. he was pretty upset about that. But that's yeah. I mean, unless that's something that's specifically stated. But even then, that's not. That would have to be a, an exception that would be made. Correct? Yeah, yeah. You'd ha- I think you'd have to apply for an exception and you'd have to announce beforehand. But yeah, why? Was, yeah, really, why? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Well, it doesn't, it advantages you not at all. It sucks. Yeah. To have to throw with a foot on a pole. Well, and um, yes, that also. Uh, and I guess, yeah, if you're playing it that way. Um, but you've also, there's, it's inhibited. It's it's taken, you know, maybe 15, 20 feet off of your distance because it hit the basket and stopped instead of yeah. potentially rolling and skipping. Yeah. Now, unless the basket caught the disc from going OB or something like that. Still. But that would be the only way that it could be an advantage possibly. But it still shouldn't be a rule against that. Yeah, no, you you shouldn't be punished. Yeah. Like it's embarrassing enough to have to say, excuse me, I, yeah, that's me. I'm going that way. Yeah. Right. Well, I guess it wasn't out of the, like it was online, Mm -hmm. but it was just. Still. Yeah. That's a silly, silly penalty. Oh yeah. That's really dumb. Now if it's, you hit one in the other fairway and it's marked OB, Okay, that's a different issue. But that's OB. That's, that's not, OB. That's not a basket penalty. Exactly. Yeah, I disagree. Yeah, is there such a thing as a basket penalty? Apparently, this guy. Made yeah. One but, up. Uh, okay, because you said it, I was like, is that a thing? No. But, the the only other time it can be is if two meters in effect and it lands on top of a tower basket. Yeah, or a hanging one or something. Yeah, that's the only time I've seen baskets. That's a high cause basket a though for the two meters. Well, I guess two meters isn't that. High. Two meters is my head. Yeah. So normal. No, Normal I, tower yeah, basket on top of that will be over two meter. Yeah. But still, that's that sucks. No, it's and it wasn't it wasn't that. It was just a normal basket. And uh, I'm sorry, friend. Well, yeah. No, I mean that's like uh Insult to injury? Well insult, that's like saying, insult to oh, insult. You landed on this rock. That rock's OB. Yeah. Oh, there's a funny story about that. Um at Utah Open, God, my ears are so blurred. Um at first, the sidewalks were out of bounds. Okay. And then they made it so the putting circle was always inbounds. And this is on a like a par three course. It's on right? a nine hole regular golf course. Regular golf course. Yeah. So there are cart paths running around some of the holes. Um, some of them make for nat- nice natural OB lines. Some of them run right down the middle of the fairway that we disc golf on. Um, and so at first they were played rivers. All concrete was out of bounds. Okay. And that was brutal because a couple of these holes, cart path goes right down the middle. Unlucky stroke. He listened to feedback. He fixed it. Putting circle now inbounds always. And so oh, okay. So meter, even if it's even if it's yeah, on the if you're in the circle on a sidewalk, you're safe. Okay. Um, and for that year, this one sidewalk ended like eight inches outside the circle. Mm-hmm. So there was this one triangle corner. So imagine like corner of a sidewalk, and then a circle almost like inscribed in it. So you okay. have that little triangle in the corner. Yeah. That was just big enough for a disc. That was ob. That was ob. That little patch of grass was OB. Uh, patch of concrete. Oh, yeah. patch of concrete. 
Yeah, so there was the circle painted, and oh. it was safe. In this little corner, I think they wrote, like, that's unlucky or something on it as a joke. <laughs> but they did mark it as, like, yeah. it was clearly marked yeah. as... Yeah, I didn't see it happen, but it could have, and it would have been really oh, so, funny. Okay, so we don't know that anybody hit it. No, but, but that's what it made been. me think of. But that's that's like, clearly marked me? and posted. It's exactly and... the size of a disc, and you're going to yeah. be out of bounds right there. <laughs> but, they've, I mean, it, they've fixed it since then. Now, but, OB is, if any part of your disc is touching inbounds, it's inbounds? Yep, anything, any part inbounds, you're safe. So it would have to be, like... Perfect, perfectly centered center. in this little corner but it would have been hilarious yeah right i would have, like could you believe that it happened no but it would be funny <laughs> that uh that would probably happen to me right i totally expected my disc to end up there yeah um i really appreciated the layout of our season opener this year compared to last year personally uh because there wasn't all the excessive ob that we talked about on i think our first or second episode uh-huh um, so I actually had a somewhat okay score. Wasn't it like a hundred and something points higher? I, I don't know what my actual ranking remember. is now. I didn't make it. I, uh, I, I think it's at least a hundred something higher. Let me see. Gavin Goodwin, PDGA. That's exactly what I was searching. GA. There's an, I don't think there's any other Gavin Goodwins in PDGA. 103.595. See how long I've been a member. <laughs> um, current rating six. They haven't updated my rating. I don't believe so. Let me click on this one here. You're around 736. Yeah, 112 over. Yeah. So you do that again next year, 840, and then 960. So two years from now, you'll be <laughs> yeah, pushing pro. That seems to be the only sanctioned tournament I play for play. Yeah, and if it's, you know, if I can extrapolate that trend, then so uh, two years from 960. But this makes me think that current rating 624, that was my last year's rating, right? Yeah, I don't know how they... Because it says plus 624, so it went from 0 to 624. I wonder if Eventy make it... it that's hard to say. Eventy make event face. Um, I wonder if that's not published yet. That's possible. Because you will go up when it hits. Um, but as... Oh, yeah, as of March 2018. So yeah, once that once that goes official, you will go up. Nice. So maybe even all the way to that round. I don't know. I don't know if they drop it. If yeah, you don't I, have know, enough. I don't know how it works. I don't. I don't really care. But it's nice to not no, be. Nobody really knows. Like the only way I could have had a lower score is if I DNF'd <laughs> or lower rating. Uh, <laughs> well, progress is progress. Yeah. No, and truthfully, I am a much better player than I was then. And I'm still not that good. So that shows how bad I was when I started. Um, but we have some very old emails that I feel like <laughs> I want to get to just out of courtesy to okay. our listeners. Let's do it. Um, again, we, we plan on getting these earlier, but life got in the way and I was concussed. So um, I still might be a little. Uh, okay. This one is from December 19th. So we're going back a ways. Throwback. Uh, from... Uh, hi. Okay, here we go. Hey guys, Dennis here. Would either of you geese guys, I'm guessing that's just a typo, <laughs> yeah. be willing to travel to Wisconsin and do a training session with me? Question mark. I'd be willing to pay. I've been playing for only four months and strive to be really good. On average, I can throw two to 300 feet. I have troubled with follow through my X step and keeping the disc flat. I hope to hear from you. Smiley face. Um, Okay, I'm going to take this one question at a time, but not in any kind of order. <laughs> um, will either of you be willing to travel to Wisconsin to do a training session with me? You don't want me to travel. to do. <laughs> you don't want to do a training session with me um, unless you've never played before. And I can give you all the information that you'll need in about 10 minutes. So... Probably by the time the two months later that we're answering this, you're probably you're probably better passed, than me. Past my ten minutes of advice, uh, I'd be willing to pay. Are you talking travel and room and board and everything there, or just twenty bucks to go disc with you for an afternoon? Because we don't live anywhere near Wisconsin. That's a bit of a day. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I am going to unfortunately say. I can't, Dennis. And and truthfully, like I that would be great. <laughs> I would love to go out to Wisconsin and play disc golf. Um, but 
I am not going to do that because that's just too far. If you lived 15, 20 minutes from me, even a half hour, even an hour, and you want to meet at a course near enough to us, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I've done that before. Not to teach, but just to play. And that's fun. Uh, But thank you for reaching out. Uh, If you're having trouble with your follow-through and your X step, I would recommend Dance Dance Revolution. And that will help you with your rhythm. That could be why my footwork is so natural. I was an avid DDR player. See, I was never very good at it. So, Pro tip. Were you the kid that would go to Nickelcade and just be all afternoon, like bring a sweat towel? Uh, I didn't go to Nickelcade to do it. I'd go to my friend's house. Oh. And we'd play for, you know, a few songs and then go jump in the snow and then go play a few songs oh, and then go nice. jump in the snow. Because it's a lot of work. Have you seen, did you ever see the dudes at the arcade, like with the towel? Uh, yep. And I call them cheaters because they use that little balance bar. And then all the rhythm and all the preemptive moves are gone and it doesn't matter. And you can just throw your toes around and I called it cheating. So everybody Fair super enough. competitive used it and they were better than me, but I refused. Well, at the home ones, they didn't have the balance no, bar. No, and that's why, mat. that's why we did it. Yeah. Because we don't need no balance bar. Yeah. See, I, uh, I'm old enough that I go back to the, I think it was the power pad, which was the one for the original Nintendo, the NES. Oh, man. That was just like a big controller on the ground, basically. And it was an AB. And there was track and field. And you just go, pop, 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 oh, pop, wow. pop, 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 And oh, then cool. jump. And then not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. That was amazing. And it was, uh, the, pe- the way people would cheat on that is they'd get on their knees and just hit it with their hands. Yep. See, I've, I've played that game on NES on a, an arcade console. Yeah. I didn't know there was a foot pad for it. Uh-huh. That's amazing. That's amazing. Oh, my God. You should, if you, listeners of a certain age don't need to do this, but listeners younger than myself, uh, just Google accessories for the original Nintendo for the NES, and your mind will be blown. If you don't know what a power glove is, you're in for a treat. Yeah, I'm I'm going to. Do you know what a power glove is? Nope. I'm included (gasps) here. Okay, Chris, assigned watching the movie The Wizard with Fred Savage. Okay, let me write it down. It is essentially a 90-minute commercial for Nintendo. I, I dig. Yeah. It's uh, Fred Savage plays a boy who skateboards from southern Utah to California to play in a Nintendo tournament. Wow. With his, I think, autistic brother and some sassy girl. Dedication. Yeah. I respect that. So, But the power glove factors into that in a pretty prominent way, which is just, oh, my gosh. Ah. Uh, I'm excited. I, I am. I am grinning ear the, to ear. The right wizard. Now. The wizard. Okay. Or, or maybe just wizard. All right. I'll find it. Okay. Uh. All right. It's written down. Anyway. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. <laughs> I'll find it. It's probably on YouTube for free. I hope so. Um. So, Chris, I think you already wrote back to Dennis, correct? Or am I wrong? I don't even remember if I'm honest. Okay. Um. My answer will be, if I'm ever in Wisconsin, absolutely. Um, that's equally far for me as it is Gavin, believe Since it or not. Live in the same city. Um, that said, there are touring players that probably come through near you. Or some local pros. Um, yeah, my only friend I can think of that lives in Wisconsin is Robbie Olson. A uh, super nice dude, throws a mile, probably a pretty good teacher. Um, he's helped me get yeah. better. I don't I'm know sure if there's he's close to you. People, though, that are... Um good players even if they're just advanced yeah absolutely just find yeah. somebody better than you and ask that, for that a tip you, that you enjoy being around yep and yeah yep people usually the sport's pretty friendly and people well take that back <laughs> friendly maybe not uh enthusiastic mm-hmm. to share the sport typically yeah okay a lot of friendly too though a lot of friendly but not always <laughs> but almost always enthusiastic to talk about and share the sport mm-hmm um, and then also just watch for touring players to come through. They all do clinics. Oh, yeah, all absolutely. Have stuff to offer stuff to give back. Yeah, and look and see if there's any trilogy challenges in your area because that's probably being put on by somebody who knows what they're doing. Yep. Um, look for uh, what's the DD bus that goes around? Oh, there are four or five now. Yeah, but yeah. there's... Chasing the Chains, maybe? There's some. There's events that are touring around that do special stuff that mm-hmm. always have clinics that, assert, that, that go with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you want, you know... If you're feeling uh, adventurous, look for a, you know the biggest tournament near you. Travel out and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, but 
keep listening. Yeah, and I will I will say for four months already throwing three hundred feet, that's a pretty good that's start. Pretty good. Um, for follow through and X step, uh, slow your feet down. Um, I throw pretty far, and my feet are very slow. So until your timing is really good, you don't need to speed up your feet. So I would suggest slow steps. Make sure you know why why you're taking each step. Um, and like the benefit of that X step and how you plant correctly to get the body, lower body engaged, um, follow through advice, let it happen. Well, and if you're throwing 300 feet with a, uh, wonky X step and no follow through stand still and throw. Yeah. You, you might not see any decrease in distance. That's true. And, and you'll, you, that'll help you to focus on your flat release and, and your follow through. Mm-hmm. Follow through. You just have to let happen. Yeah. Go to a football field and just throw your bag back and forth yeah uh, you live in wisconsin and it's february right now i see so find an indoor field if you can <laughs> or wear some spikes oh that was another tip that i was going to bring up remember when we went oh, played last yeah, time the rubber crampons yeah little micro spikes that like yep winter wrap over tip. your shoe um if it's icy get a pair of those i got them at costco for like 11 bucks i just clip them on my bag with a carabiner and if the pad or anything's icy uh, I just slipped those right on my feet and I've got excellent traction. Chris was pretty jealous when we went out. Yeah, they were cool. Yeah, I only used them like twice in 18 holes, but the couple times I used them, I Huge. had, yeah, you your feet, well, if you, you yeah. actually weren't throwing from where I was throwing from, but uh, my feet were slipping until I put those on and then I'm you know just as confident as if I would be on dry nice. ground. So Pro tip. Yeah. Uh, last, last bit here. Okay. Uh, keeping the disc flat, uh, work with putters. That's something I need to do. They will show you how you are throwing. Oh my gosh, yes. And throw them until they come out how you want. And then bump back up to other things and you'll see the difference. Yeah. People say it all the time. A lot of people don't believe it. It's, it's not as much beneficial. fun to go out and throw putters because that's so frustrating. And they don't go anywhere and you roll yeah. them over and they don't forgive and they you. Just, and when I throw them, they look like a lame duck. A lot of flutter. Yeah. Yeah. But, but. they do make you better. Because if you can throw a putter smooth, if you can throw a putter hard and not roll it over, these little things will clean up your form, and that will translate. Yeah, I need to do that. I shouldn't take a stack of putters and just go to a field. Um, so thanks for that, Dennis. Uh, next. Um, this is we. we I think, I think we're back. good here. Okay, I think we already emailed. Thanks, him. Dean. What are your thoughts on the sandwich play? Okay. Oh no, we d- we did this one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, Dean. <laughs> Andy said we're hilarious. Aww. New oh. New favorite. Dean also sent us a hypothetical. Oh, yes. Do you want to read that one? You got it? Or I've got it here if you want. Uh, Star Wars? Yeah. Uh, hey, guys. Heard the tangent in Jar Jar. And gained That's a, a while ago now. And gained a ton of respect for you guys. That's Thank you. We I agree. Uh, let's redeem <laughs> the Star well, Wars. Well, I want to know what, <laughs> what got him the respect. Because it's because what I'm saying, like, Jar Jar is not a useless character, that he, but... He's terrible or I don't know. I'm Clarify gonna, that, please, Dean. I'm going to go with because he's terrible. <laughs> um, let's redeem the Star Wars hypothetical. First one. Would you rather play around with Darth Maul or Darth Vader? Uh, I went first last time, so why don't you go first this time? Darth Maul. Uh, You're wrong, but why? I'm not wrong, actually, <laughs> uh, because he is. Let's see. How do I phrase this? He's an awesome villain who dies in his only fight. So I just I would like to play he with him. Die. Shut up. Okay. Okay. Back up. I want him to get more exposure because he was super underused in the movies. I, no question there. No question. So I choose Darth Maul. Okay. Um I'm I'm sorry you chose wrong. Because obviously the correct answer is Darth Vader. And that's because uh they're both murderous uh Pretty much all they do. Awful people. But Darth Vader seems a little more hinged than Darth Maul to me. So Because of the the come around at the end there? Or no. Just, just everything. A little more composure. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe well, it was the Jedi where's training Where's the earlier. excitement? Oh, there's, you see Rogue One? <laughs> Plenty of excitement. The last 10 seconds of Rogue One. Oh. Um, oh, I'll tell you. Also, uh, remember when he throws his lightsaber? Yeah. The accuracy he had with that? So... He's going to be pretty good at this, too. Uh, any Anyone with a force can do yeah, that. Let's just, be real. Just, just guide yeah. it right in there. But um, 
Yeah, skill wise, they're probably about equal. But I guess who would I rather spend an afternoon with? Darth Vader. See, I feel like I know Vader well enough. I know very little about Darth Maul. Oh, see, I feel like there's a lot we don't know about Darth Vader. We know Anakin was insane. Uh, mm-hmm. Should well, okay, I take that back, Darth. If you're listening, and we do get to do this. <laughs> Gavin uh, just got strangled. It was weird. <laughs> Forced choked. Uh, so we know Anakin was immaculately conceived on Tatooine, built was 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 a handy pilot and and engineer very mechanical uh then we know he was horny for queen amidala uh and then he went nuts because mm-hmm. um, he found the dark side yeah then we know that he's just ruthless darth vader and and, and that's all we know is that he's ruthless then, and then he redeems himself and then he comes the back around but there's like a but that's you know, a lot of character building stuff like you know his there's story. how many years in between though that we don't know about that i want to hear like so you know how did you hunt down all these Jedi? What? Tell me about these stories. You know, you want to you you hear the, the story room? of slaughtering children? Uh, no, I heard that. I saw on that one. Head. I want to know the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and you're using that as an argument to know him better when you know how much about Darth Maul. All I need to know. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Let's just take this we, back. You a know way bit. more about Vader. If I have the opportunity to spend the day with someone who is involuntarily disabled or someone who has made the conscious choice to get face tattoos nine times out of 10, I'm going to choose the person who's involuntarily disabled than the person who made a conscious decision to get face tattoos. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Also, if Darth Maul borrows your hat, it's ruined. Oh, how did we get there? <laughs> I think you're wrong. Let's agree to disagree. <laughs> All right. Oh, there's more. <laughs> but wait. Second one. <clears throat> uh, Would you rather play around with Master Yoda or Luke Skywalker? And um, He does say, let your imaginations go wild, gentlemen. I think we did that with. Yeah. The, may the discs be with you. That's cute. Uh-huh. Um. All right, I'll go first this time. Okay. Master Yoda, Luke Skywalker, Yoda. Um, I like Luke Skywalker. I'm one of the rare people who like Luke Skywalker better than Han Solo. He was always That's my favorite rare. character. I think so. That, I don't. Um, okay. I don't know. Uh, he was my favorite character from you know that series. Uh, and I so I I like Luke Skywalker quite a bit, but. I'm trying to get better. Who's a better teacher than Yoda? Yeah. Yeah. Exact same answer. Okay. Y- Yoda because he's, you know, been teaching for 800 years or whatever. Also, it would be pretty rad to see someone that little throw that far. I mean, it'd be a hole in one every time. And he's a foot and a half, two feet tall. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. He just bounced around the trees doing yeah. his little flying cartwheels. That'd be awesome. Ace it is. Every time. Yeah. Wisdom. <laughs> Sorry, Luke. Tough company. So, um, yeah, also with the Siths, there's not going to be any baskets standing at the end of that round. <laughs> the park will be leveled. Yeah. Most people won't finish the round. Uh, um, if I'm lucky, I'll survive. That's but, what I'm saying. But no one else will. Nobody in the park will get out of there. But it would be pr- – oh, also, though, you lose a disc in the water, and he brings in an AT-AT to, like, wade in and grab it. That'd be pretty rad. That'd be a giant pond. Aren't AT-ATs like yeah. 60 feet tall? Yeah. So our little creek here, it well, it's overkill, wouldn't but even when, be helpful. When was the last time Darth Vader didn't use overkill? <laughs> you know what? You're just making your case less strong. <laughs> oh my gosh, this one's so good. This one's from Hunter. Hunter, you're wrong. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Chris ran ahead. Um, from Hunter, old friend of the show. So I have it on good authority that in the comics... Bullseye once worked his way into the Avengers by disguising himself as Hawkeye and the rest of the team started to notice and commented that something was wrong and he wasn't as accurate as normal. So hashtag team Hawkeye Hunter. I would like some provenance on this like issue and stuff. So I can, if we can, if we can prove it in the comics, 
I will let you have it. Well, I don't need to prove it because I know it. In my, no, heart no, no, of, in my heart of hearts, I know this is true, Chris. And that's all that counts no, 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 anymore no, no, no. is just knowing something is true, whether or not there's facts. But. <laughs> uh, let me see the proof. No. This just goes to show Hawkeye would be way better on a doubles team than, than Bullseye. It's just because he's friendlier. <laughs> if Bullseye is in the park, I want him on my team. End of story. <laughs> Uh, if Bullseye's in the park, I want to leave immediately. <laughs> but you'll play with Vader. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's not a sociopath. He might be. He might be. Not not like Bullseye. No. Not like Bullseye. No, he's not a sociopath. Uh... You just talked about how he was redeemed. Sociopath is a sociopath is a sociopath. Bullseye is a sociopath. Yeah. Bullseye will kill anyone and everyone, regardless of what okay, they should okay. mean to him. Okay, Hunter, I want I want comic comic backing of this or of Bullseye dying and seeing his character when he dies. Huh? Bullseye dying? Yeah, if he dies in the comics, I want to know what his character is like when he dies. What do you mean, like when he dies? He's dead when he dies. Well, Vader, as he's dying, that's when his character came back through. No. It, was, it wasn't until the end that... Well, that's what... Okay, Chris, come on. <laughs> Study your history here. So Darth Vader was fighting Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And the Emperor started force lightninging Luke. Mm-hmm. Darth Vader got up and picked up the Emperor. And that's what put him over the edge, is all the force lightning that went through Vader to do that. Vader would have survived the fight with Luke if they would have just stopped then. Probably. Yeah. Probably. So he was redeemed but before he was, he, he, was, he, was still, he was still not well. Like, he was not... No, again, Obi-Wan kicked him onto a volcano. That's not going to be good for anybody's health. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> Fine. <coughs> oh. um, I think we'll just go to Donald here. Yeah. I think we already read that one. Okay. Thanks, Hunter. Uh, thank you, you so too. much, Hunter. Um, Donald Olson, your turn to read, I think. Hypothetical, uh, Ant-Man or the Atom? He says in parentheses, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Ant-Man, should we read his? Yeah, just read the whole thing. Ant-Man could enlarge himself and dunk the disc in for an ace, but then pass out for the rest of the round. The Atom would be able to use his knowledge to give you the perfect wind read and disc selection, but probably wouldn't be very good himself. Um, Okay. So let me preface this by saying I have never seen Legends of Tomorrow, so I don't know if the Atom in that show has like a different power set or skill set than the Atom in the comics. Uh, but Ant-Man or the Atom, uh, is it my turn to go first or your turn? Uh, yours halfway because you know more about the Atom than I do. Okay. Um, if we're going... Ant-Man from the Marvel Universe and the Atom from Dungeons of Tomorrow, which I've never seen. Nothing against Legends of Tomorrow, just haven't ever watched it. I'm going to go with Ant-Man because I would just love to spend an afternoon with Paul Rudd. Seems like a really yeah great guy. Or Scott Lang, you know, as he is in the movies. Uh, and skill set wise, I feel like if he... He can't if he if he enlarges himself so big that he's going to dunk it in. You're you're running into foot fault territory. So I think it's better if he just stays somewhat, you know, in the correct size thing. I mean, any of them to use their powers, you're going to fault because you can't con- like manipulate a disc after it's in the air. You can't like send bugs to try to guide it in. That that would be a would it though? There's no rule about that. If you could run up, if you were fast enough to run up and like keep spinning your disc or, you know, keep touching your disc to keep it in flight, that's, that seems like that would be a fault to me. But if you, I mean, if you throw a disc, I think if you're actively interfering with the flight of the disc, if you're like, if you're the flash, right, you throw it, you hold your little finish, follow through, you run up, you catch it, you put it in, you run back. Nobody even sees that you moved. Well, it still doesn't make it right. No, I know, and you, but you would be the only one that knows that. Nobody yeah. else could be like, "Hey, I think you foot faulted." Well, that I wouldn't necessarily call as call it a foot fault as much as I would. That's a two. But nobody, nobody else would know. Twice. I understand, but, but it, I would. It's the same with like a swarm of bugs, right? If you're if if they're in the air, 
And I don't know. I think know. if you see like a whole swarm of ants <laughs> come up under the up. disc and pick it up and fly, I think someone might notice that. How did you do that? <laughs> um, and so Ant-Man and the Atom both can shrink really small. but Not useful. But they're not. Yeah, that's not a terribly great skill for disc golf. Um, except for locating your disc, like when it falls down a uh, uh, badger <laughs> hole like mine did. Um, Still crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but power-wise, they're actually quite different. Um, they're both the original. Anyway. Uh, like the atom can surf along electronic waves. He can get inside somebody's neurons and, and, you know, like see what their, the electricity of the brain is. And he can make a phone call and transport himself over the, you know, through those lines, communication lines. So, uh, it's a really cool power set. The atom's really cool. And he's brilliant scientist, but so was the original ant man. Can the atom interfere with other people's thoughts? Like, could he go in somebody else's brain and make He would them... have to physically, like, start moving stuff around. And there is a um, a mini-series where that leads to someone's... I don't want to spoil anything. Somebody dies by having their brain tampered with. Mm. On And it was an incidental death. It wasn't on purpose. So... Okay. So maybe, maybe we don't go there. Yeah, levels. but well, why would you want to control someone's brain? Make them do funny things. Oh, okay. So just for fun on the course, yeah. not, not because it would help your game. Yeah, no, no, no. Just for fun. But uh, thanks, Donald. Uh, but I say Ant-Man. What do you say, Chris? Uh, I would, I, like I said, I know very little about the Atom. Uh, I would have said Ant-Man just because I know more about him. And Paul Rudd's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, he seems like a guy that I would enjoy I, I feel like out with. I feel like the idea of comic book hypotheticals are the comic not the actors but i am so removed from comics that the actor is very relevant to me well and he specified the tv show so that's yeah okay you know i feel less bad um let's see we have geez two emails left and we're at 36 i think we can get through all this chris do it do it all right uh from daniel smith hi daniel hey or, guys sorry dan uh is it dan Hey guys, in regards to the ace pot, I don't think you can do any type of priority registration. As long as everyone knows in advance the registration date slash time and player cap, I think it's fair game. Uh, I agree with that. I, I don't know, remember saying something different, but if I did, then I'm retracting what I said and I'm agreeing with him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I also don't see a reason to cap an ace pot. If the club states at the start of the pot that half will go to charity, that's one thing, but you can't decide because it hits a certain amount that the rules will change, in my opinion. Um, I think I, I tried to make it clear in this that I agree that you can't do something retroactively, but going forward to prevent something like this, mm -hmm. capping it might be a good way to say like, hey, we're capping it at this point and this is, you know. Yeah. No, but, I, I agree with the, the gist of this. Um, I think when it hits a certain amount, the rules for payout don't change, but stuff like pre-registration and capped field and stuff can be enforced. Yeah. Because it's just well, and I think maybe like you pick a threshold that doesn't get you know cause cause a frenzy. Maybe that's a thousand bucks, nine hundred bucks, or something mm -hmm. that gets people out there, but doesn't get people driving four hours to come. Yeah, you know, try to ace uh, you know ace hunt, um, and then the you buy in, and that just starts building the next pot up to the nine hundred dollars mm -hmm. or whatever. And I don't know, um, but how many? How often does this happen? Not very often that it no. gets that big. Maybe yeah. like once a year. Really, that it gets that big? Yeah, I mean thousands. This huh? this was the biggest in memory for me locally, yeah. but it get, I mean it gets big enough to yeah that that people are traveling in to to hunt it within. I mean within the couple valleys we have here, yeah. Yeah, but that's not what we were running into with this one, right? We had people coming in from like out of state, didn't we? Or there was a concern of that. Um, concern, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if people did. I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway. Well, people get concerned about a lot of things that don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. As far as my real question, it's more for Gavin. Hey. Hey. And it's more about implementation than the rule itself. I was in a tournament two weeks ago on Chase Card and MA2. That's okay. what is Chase Card? Just clarify uh, that for myself so and for everybody that's listening. Assuming cards of four, Chase Card would be second card, so fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth place. Okay. So in the running. So it's a multi round tournament. Okay. In the running, in intermediate. Okay. Uh, 
Men' advanced too. Is that what that stands for? Yep. Okay. Second highest advanced division. Okay. Or amateur. Sorry. Second highest amateur division. Yep. Okay. Um, on Chase Card and MA2, and a blatant foot fault occurred on a 15-foot putt. Mm. I gave the player a warning. In the rules, it's automatically a stroke. So I thought I was being nice enough. Later in that round, the same player committed another blatant foot fault. This time, I gave him a stroke. Both were seconded. And he proceeded to give me an earful about how playing an MA2, we shouldn't call each other for that. What are your opinions on rule enforcement at the lower AM levels? In my opinion, giving a warning is already being too generous based on the rule book. Thanks, Dan, the Aerobie Epic guy. Mm. Uh, so MA2 doesn't sound like it's one of the lower amateur levels, it's right? It's intermediate. Okay, so it's intermediate level. Which is but high enough to be competitive. My thought on this is you were pretty generous by giving the warning. And that's probably what I would have done um, because I'm not super competitive and I'm not non-confrontational at all. Like I will have a confrontation. I think conflict is good when it's done right. That's my organizational behavior background coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think giving him the warning was good and stroking him the next time is what you should do. That's what you should have done the first time according to the rules. You have the discretion if it's seconded to warn him. Um, but sounds like this guy is just wanting to be upset about something, but I've been stroked for a foot fault before. And that's how I learned not to do that. I didn't know. And I was in a novice division. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it doesn't, and I was grateful for that because if I was in the novice division and didn't know that I was, if people were just letting my mistakes go, then I would have gotten a higher score, but I wouldn't have gotten the score that I earned. And rules are rules. Um, I hate that because I'm I'm more of a spirit of the law guy than a letter of the law. But you sound like you were following the spirit of the law by giving him a warning and, and being pretty cool about that. Uh, if this were um, MA1 or even open, uh, I don't think a warning would have been given. And if someone complained about getting stroked after a warning, that would be, there would be no one. <laughs> Uh, giving him the benefit of the doubt. Um, And again, you had him seconded. If you didn't have him seconded, then it's like, you know what? I didn't have a second, but that's okay. You know, please try not to do it again. Mm. But I think, I don't think you did anything wrong. I think you did what you should have done. And it's not your job to teach the rules to the people on your card, but it is your job to ensure, help ensure that the tournament goes according to how it should go. And at these types of tournaments, which I'm assuming this isn't a big open tournament and you're on, uh, you're in the amateur division, intermediate division. So you're not, you're not having an official follow you around probably at all ever. Um, so it's on the onus is on you, but it's only fair to the other players in the tournament to actually enforce the rules. If you've got a card that says, Hey, we're not, we're going to fudge OBs or we're not going to worry about foot faults. That's not fair to anyone else in the tournament. And regardless of division, that's not fair to anyone else in the tournament because that affects everybody's ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, and payout. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I, as an in the novice division, shaved 12 strokes because I had 12 penalties taken from me, which was my first tournament, mm-hmm. I had, I think I had like 18 penalty strokes. It was crazy because mm. the OB was bad. There were island holes. That was a hard, a hard layout to learn. Yeah. yeah. But I learned a lot. You learned all one. the rules. Yeah. Uh, but if my card was saying like, you know what, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine, that would have affected everyone else's rating. And the the um, open players who were playing on that same course with the same goofy layout would have been 18 points worse we off we on their pro- rating. We probably would have tied Yeah, without your penalties. Yeah. Ish. Ish. I, I mean, I would have scored somewhere in like the advanced yeah, range probably. Absolutely. So that's not fair. <laughs> that's not, it's, it might, it benefits me, but it's certainly not fair to anyone else. And so, no, no, uh, that's all. So I guess if somebody gives you crap about enforcing a rule, just say like, Hey man, it's not just our card. It's the entire tournament. And also forget you punk. No, <laughs> since it's, uh, since it said more for Gavin, I'm going to give you way more time. My two cents playing sanctioned events means you play by the rules. Yeah. There you and go. Not everybody knows the rules. In intermediate, you probably should. You should. Novice or rec, you I should. understand that you probably don't. 
But if somebody does and they tell you, you have to play by them. That's yeah. part of the sanctioned event. Novice or rec, you should go to learn. That's the point of it there. Yeah. You should be willing to learn. So casually with friends, break whatever rules you want because there are none. Yeah. Um, but as soon as you play a sanctioned event where there is payout and there are ratings and there are these things people care about, you have to play by the rules as much as you know about them. Also, playing in a sanction or a, in a casual round, you're going to do... <laughs> I have my game has improved when I've gone out and played practice rounds by myself and not had I've like just said no mulligans. I'm just gonna play what I throw. I'm gonna throw one disc on a drive. Even or you know, even if I do decide to play two discs, I'm gonna play them where they lie. I'm not gonna mulligan. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna, you know, play this as I was if I was playing an actual round. Um, and that has improved my game quite a bit. Because instead of throwing six drives and saying like, oh, that's a really good one. I'm good at this. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. saying like, oh, okay, that, that went kind of where I wanted it to go. That's, that's an okay drive. And now let me see if I can get where I want to be from there. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, crap. I've got, <laughs> I totally shanked that one. Now I've got to get myself out of trouble. And that I, I play better as a result of mm-hmm. trying to play by the rules in a casual round. Um, sometimes I will tell myself like, I'm not going to worry about this Mando because it just freaks me out. And I just want to worry about like trying to throw it flat or straight or whatever. But yeah. So I would, I would, uh, advocate for playing by the rules. Yeah. At least a good chunk of the time on your casual rounds. Yeah. And as, as for your, should you feel bad? No, I think you were plenty, plenty generous. Uh, and I think you played it fine. Yeah, and if you're gonna if you're gonna play in a tournament, you need to play by the rules of the tournament. That's yeah. what it is. You don't need to play in the tournament. And if you don't want to play in a tournament, that's fine. And that's that's what the, that's what it comes down to for me is yeah. if you want to play sanctioned events, you have to play by the rules. Yeah. And a lot of people I hear that's, say like, "Yeah, why don't you play in tournaments? Why don't you play in tournaments?" And it's like, well, I it's not for everybody. Yeah, it's and that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't. <laughs> You don't talk to everyone who's driving around saying, why don't you go to the racetrack? Why don't you go to the racetrack? Why don't you go to the racetrack? I mean, that's an absurd example, but... But relevant. Yeah. They're like you. Why don't you ski race? I don't want to. Why don't you compete? Yeah. uh, I I don't. I don't want to. Yeah. And I'm certainly not good enough to compete on a high level, but like there's... You could do like amateur racing leagues. Yeah, there are. Absolutely. There's master's series and stuff, and I could be okay at those. Yeah. Um, but it just isn't my scene and I have zero interest in working on that. And that's totally and I have fine. Zero, at this point in my life, at least. Yeah. That's so, totally fine. Yeah. <sighs> Last email, Chris. We thanks, Dan. We have caught up on emails for weeks. Yes, thank you. That was a good question. And also, thanks for asking me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you were on my card, Dan, I would appreciate knowing that I made a footfall. I did not know I was footfaulting until I was stroked for it. Yeah. All right. Oh, this is more, I don't know this one. I'll just read it real quick because we said that we had one more email. (laughs) Quick, find an old one. Yeah. Uh, Hey, guys, had an idea. I thought it would be fun or could be used for giveaways or whatnot before any big events, NTs, or what have you. Try to do top four predictions, just a thought. Um, We've talked about this actually before when we were because we do have more stuff to give away and we like doing giveaways. Mm -hmm. Also, our ratings go way up when we do a giveaway. Um, and I have uh, stuff to give away. Well, yeah, and, and, and we, we still have, have a stuff stack from Dynamic that we want to give away. I just got another stack. Oh, did you? Yeah. From Bobby? No, just I get oh. stuff to give away. Oh, nice. Um, why don't you give it to me? Uh, <laughs> just kidding, guys. Gavin took it. <laughs> uh, but no, we had Cole gave us a bunch of stuff. and uh, Or Cole, sorry. Yeah. Um, which I did take a couple things out of that. That's uh, all right. But... Uh, the the reason why we don't do that is our release schedule doesn't always work for that. And so if we plan ahead, we could, if we planned way ahead, like yeah. if we said top four at GBO, we could probably do that now. But, um, yeah, like it's, it's I don't follow tournaments. It's even too late for us to do Memorial. And I'm assuming a handful of our listeners don't follow tournaments. And so that said, if you are interested in, Oh, isn't there a fantasy league? Fantasy. There yeah. is fantasy disc golf. It's called Skip Ace. I think it's skipace.com. Um, there are a bunch of leagues you can sign up for. Your local Somebody clubs could might make have a one. pro-am league if they want to, right? Yeah, we can make our own. Um, yeah. Disc Golf Answer Man, I know, does one. Skip Ace does their own. They do a survivor league. Um, and then something I saw that just started this year, um, they, did, they did it for LVC. 
It's called the Grip Six Pick Six, mm. and it's effectively fantasy. But on Skip Base, you have a maximum number of ratings points you can use. So you can't just pick the highest four rated men and the highest however many rated women. Yeah. Well, page, page. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah Cat, Page, whatever. Yeah. And then Ricky, Paul, Eagle. Simon. Simon. Like you can't, you can't just do that because you'll run out of points yeah. in fantasy. Um, so it's kind of like a salary budget cap. Yeah. Thing, it's like which a is good. In the grip six, pick six, you can pick anybody. Hmm. Um, and you just pick six, you get zero points if they win, and you get one point for each stroke they lose by. So if Paul, so if Paul shoots, camp. you know, if Paul shoots twenty-eight at a tournament, and he wins, he gives you zero points, which is good. If Eagle shot twenty-six and he took second place, you get two points for him because he lost by two strokes, etc. So if you're looking for fantasy, check out Skip Ace or Grip Six Pick Six. I think they run nice. that through UDisc. Yeah. Could be wrong. I did it. I forgot where it was. Google it. Yeah, Grip Six. We have six. no affiliation with them, but Google it and check it out. Yeah, but it that's, that's two fun outlets for fantasy. Yeah. So, and that's probably a better fit for that. Like, if you want an outlet of trying to guess tournaments, yeah, uh, more than I think we are willing to commit to at this point. As far as I think, yeah, I think with our scheduling, it's just it's hard. It's more problematic probably than it's worth. And I don't want to get in a situation where. You guys put an effort and we say, ah, we dropped the ball. And so now we've got to try to make that up to you. Yeah. I like I, maybe I, we've did that once already. I we, can't we can come that. up with fun little things though. Yeah. So if you've got other ideas for giveaways, we'll take them because we have stuff to give away. We like giving stuff away. Both true. Um, and uh, it's pretty good stuff. Like I've got a stack of good discs and you've got some swag and discs and um, I will give away high fives to anybody who they're always in person. I can't ship them. Um, local delivery only. What do you charge for a shipped high five? <laughs> just, just slap the box. You just like pay a delivery man to walk up to your door and <laughs> just, I'll just slap a piece of paper, put it in an envelope and here's a high five. You know what? Don't, don't, no, 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 uh, no, 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 no. If you're willing to pay postage, Send a pre-addressed oh, stamped gosh. envelope to our P.O. box, and I will return the high five. Just oh, include a piece gosh. of paper and a pre-addressed envelope. I will high five it, and I will send it back to you. Um, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> all right. Uh, I might still be concussed, Chris. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm on the <laughs> fence about it. <laughs> well, anything else? Uh no happy 2019 season yeah absolutely hope you all do something cool um and thanks for listening to the show uh we have episode 50 coming up we should probably do something somewhat kind of yeah. interesting about that that's kind of cool 50 is a good number um and uh right into us proamdiscgolf at gmail.com facebook.com slash proamdiscgolf instagram i finally got back into the instagram i got a new phone and locked myself out yeah so i'll go back to that uh and uh we appreciate you listening, and until next time, keep throwing plastic. Cheers.